to the Cash-Based Practice Owners interview series where I, Dr. Morgan Meese, PT, am interviewing different clinicians across the country who practice in a variety of ways, but all outside of being in network with insurance. The world of entrepreneurship and business for healthcare professionals is full of knowledge, creativity, and amazing people just like you who wanted something different. If this sounds like you and you're ready to get your business off the ground, please find me on Facebook in the Cash-Based Healthcare Entrepreneurs Group or on my website at morganmeese.com. I would love to speak with you. So please join me as I interview our guest today. Today's guest is Jose Rivas. Jose has been practicing for almost six years, mainly treating orthopedic conditions. He recently started a side business to help fitness athletes improve with injury prevention and performance. What makes him unique is the fact that he provides virtual services such as telehealth, online fitness coaching, and virtual lifting assessments. All right, cool. Here we are live in the group. Um, Welcome everybody to our interview series where we are talking to cash-based practice owners all over the country. Um, And with us today, we have a very special guest, um, one of my friends that I've gotten to know uh, through the whole process of starting a business, um, you know, in the last year. And I've gotten to know Jose here and he's doing awesome, amazing things. So I wanted to bring him onto the interview series and introduce him to you guys. Um, And he is going to talk about all things that he's been up to and the people he's been working with and how he's been working with them, which is really cool. Um, So yeah, with that, welcome, Jose. Yeah, thanks for having me on. This is awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So like we were talking about just before we got on, you know, uh, I've been having other practice owners come on and just talk about, you know, like their journey, what led them to starting their own business. Um, You know, I'm finding that a lot of us have pretty similar stories, but it's still nice to hear from, you know, everybody about like what has led them up until this point, Um, you know, what your business is, who you work with, um, you know, and what you kind of have planned for the future. So if you don't mind, sharing a little bit about your background, who you are and what you do, that'd be great. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Um, so just a little bit about myself, uh, I've been practicing for uh, pretty close to six years as a PT, um, currently doing a, a clinic director uh, role, plus doing a side business um, through Kinesio HQ, uh, where we help out fitness athletes, um, such as CrossFit athletes uh, barbell athletes. Um, and I think just the, the biggest thing that kind of sparked all this to start this side business part to help this population was, um, you know, my wife, uh, she, when we moved up to, we moved from California to Washington. Um, she started working, I started working as a PT up here and she started to do CrossFit. And, uh, I don't know if you've had this experience Morgan, but I, I was in this boat where she started it. Uh, she loved it. She kept raving about it, about CrossFit. And I was like, as a PT, I'm like, I'm thinking, oh man, how many, you know, injuries am I going to get if I were to do that? <laughs> I mean, you hear about that. You hear about a lot yeah. of stuff, you know, and, and it's quite, quite the opposite, you know? So I, my wife got me into it and I was like, you know what, I, I want to hear what it's all about. Let's give it a shot. Um, and I didn't look back, you know, it, it's been pretty cool. So just getting in, getting to know that population that group. Um, and then just myself doing it and seeing, you know, all these kinds of movements and the stresses it puts on your body and, 
just how, you know, even for like the beginner all the way to the more elite um, athletes, you know, there's, there's so many different things that come up with injuries or aches, pains. So I was, and then just hearing stories from, from uh, people that I go to class with, they were just saying like, oh, you know, my back hurts. Oh, my, my knee hurts. You know, I have to modify this and that. So hearing all those stories, I'm like, man, there, there has to be a need for, for a PT to come in and <laughs> specialize in helping this population. So that's where it all started. I was just like, you know what? Uh, I feel like I'm doing a disservice by not trying to help this population because, you know, hey, I know a lot about this stuff. And, um, <clears throat> you know, so I've been just doing a lot of reading, experimenting with myself, you know, learning more about about that sport, the sport of, of CrossFit and also barbell lifting, weightlifting. Um, and so I've tried to really specialize in that to help out this population. And um, it's been great. I mean, it's been awesome. I, I, I love it. I, there's definitely a need. So I was like, all right, let's just dive in and, and figure out a way that we can help this population. That's awesome. That's cool. Like, um, I think like in my situation, so for those of you guys who don't know, like I am also in much in favor in doing CrossFit, like for workouts and everything. And, um, you know, I kind of like heard the same thing, like before I started doing it, like, oh, there's so many injuries, but like, as you and I have talked about, there are no, like statistically no more injuries in CrossFit than there are in other team sports. It's exactly the same, if not less, um, which is really interesting. Interesting. But like, I know that as PTs and things might have changed, like over the past couple of years is like more people are getting into like the fitness athlete world. But I feel like there's like some kind of like stigma, I guess, so to speak with CrossFit amongst PTs that like, oh, it's really bad and stupid. <laughs> um, you know, and I've had quite a few of my patients come to me and say that like, they didn't like their last PT experience because their PT was just like, well, stop doing CrossFit. Like it's a stupid sport anyway. Of course you're getting hurt. Um, and it's a horrible thing to say to anybody, you know, especially like an athlete to tell them that their sport is horrible. Like what the heck, <laughs> you know, it's oh. not a good thing to say at all. No. And I, and that's that. Yeah. And I've, I've heard just working with a few people so far, like I've heard that story where, you know, I, I jumped in to try to help them out and, um, you know, they were participating in CrossFit and, and I asked them, you know, have you had PT before? Have you had an experience with PTs? And, you know, unfortunately they had that same experience where they, they tried PT cause they needed help. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, just the, the, their experience, uh, led them to believe, oh, you know, all PTs, you know, think that CrossFit is bad. And it's like any profession. I mean, you have, if you have that experience with one PT, you know, it kind of blankets, the whole profession, unfortunately, but yeah. Um, yeah, it's definitely not a, for me, not a, not a great experience to hear about. And I'm like, I want to help. I want to change that, that stigma. And, and there's definitely PTs out there more now that are, that are for sure understanding the, the value, the benefits of, of CrossFit. I mean, it's, it goes back to just like a lot of the large research, you know, when it comes down to it, strengthening in general helps the most you know out of out of i mean obviously we combine it with stuff but i mean that's the the whole concept of crossfit is strengthening flexibility endurance all that stuff but yeah yeah 
Yeah, absolutely. And like to have, you know, like a, a sport that promotes like health and fitness, you know, like that's a great thing. And like that should be celebrated. And, you know, like we should be there and be involved to help people do it correctly and like help people stay healthy and just everybody will work together and it'll be great. <laughs> absolutely. Um, oh, awesome. Cool. Um, so like when it comes to the CrossFit athletes, you know, and you're starting your business, tell us a little bit more about like what your business is, what services you offer, um, and some of the patients you've worked with so far. Yeah. So, um, with, uh, so with my business, Kinesio HQ, so it, um, like I said earlier, we specialize in helping the fitness athlete. So mm -hmm. that can include CrossFit athletes. It can, it can include barbell athletes. Um, it can include someone who just works out like every, you know, every week. You know, uh, someone who just loves to, to stay healthy, stay fit. Um, so that's the population we, we specialize in helping. Um, and then I think a little bit just about the, the, the way that I've been able to, um, help out people through my services. So I've, I've specialized in three specific things. So, uh, telehealth, physical therapy, um, I call it virtual physical therapy. Uh, and then we also do, um, uh, almost like coaching, like fitness coaching. Um, you can also see that as like personal training, but fitness coaching sounds a lot better, uh, and helping <laughs> progress for whether it's a month, three months, six months, uh, putting a specific training program for them based off their goals. Um, mm -hmm. and lastly doing virtual lifting or virtual movement assessments where someone can just take video of themselves moving in the gym, whether it's a pull up, whether it's an Olympic lift, um, anything. And they, they, they'll do the, the, the video from different angles, send it over to me. I'll take a look at it. I'll send them a, a video recording of me explaining the movement, you know, what the, um, the basics of the movement, you know, just how, how to do it correctly, what I'm seeing them do. And then also giving them three exercises to specifically improve their performance on that movement. So those are the, the, the three main things that I do um, for those populations uh, to help them out. Cool. And I know like you were just telling me about how like people are like kind of, um, I think that like fitness athletes in general are people who kind of like work through the pain, like don't <laughs> like put off like yeah. getting help for it. <laughs> um, you know, and like we've had conversations before about like, you know, like selling physical therapy period is like not helpful. It's not really going to get you very far, but especially to this patient population, because they may have already had an experience before with that. And it's like, it's all like stretchy bands and like the person didn't even pay attention to me, um, you know, and everything like that. And so it's kind of hard to approach this population sometimes I think and say like, Hey, I'm a PT, like I'm here to help you with stuff. And so like what you and I have kind of worked on is like this alternate entry point, you know, doing the virtual lifting assessments and telling Tell us a little bit more about how that has like landed with your audience. Yeah, I, I love it. And we talked about this too, how with my business model, so I was doing um, free consultations or discovery sessions. Um, <clears throat> but honestly, I mean, when it comes down to just in thinking about it more, like when it comes down to an entry point to try to have a conversation with someone is like, I do have a lot of, a lot of people that will come up to me and say, Hey, like, you know, I'm feeling shoulder pain with pull-ups and I'm, then that's like, when I hear that, I'm like, you're already, 
you know, setting this conversation up for a virtual lifting assessment. <laughs> you know, I, I just kind of picked their brain a little bit. I'm like, oh, you know, like what's, you know, is it like, have you been having it for a while? What's going on? Just to kind of get an idea of what, what uh, they're going through, what they've done. You know, like I'll ask them if they've, if they've seen anyone for it. And they're like, no, I just kind of, like you said, work through it, like whatever. But now I'm getting to a point where I have to modify my workouts a lot. So it's just the conversation starts with, okay, well, hey, like, you know, and, and me being involved in, in that, in that CrossFit gym too, like doing it and then seeing me do it, I think provides an even higher or greater validity in, in this conversation. So, you know, I asked him, I said, Hey, like, this is, I offer virtual lifting assessments, virtual movement assessments where, um, you know, I'll have you record the movement, uh, different angles you send me the video and then I'll basically explain the, the, the basic foundational, uh, the technique part of it, of, of that movement, what you need to do to really be efficient and improve your performance and obviously help with the pain. Um, and then we also break down the, the, the parts of that movement that you're, maybe you're breaking down, like the technique is kind of, uh, faltering a little bit. And then I'll give you three exercises right away to help you address this. Um, so you don't have to modify your, your workouts. You don't have to deal with the pain and your performance improves. Um, and so I try to let them know, like, it's very much one-to-one -one tailored to them. It's not cookie cutter. It's not, I'm not going to give you just like bands. I'm not going to give you like these simple things. It's going to be very specific. So I think just, just letting them know that, um, that with the specificity of it, and just with me, you know, understanding what that movement may feel like, you know, I, I let them know like, oh yeah, that's a hard movement. Like I know I have, that's one of my weaker movements, you know, just finding ways to connect with them uh, in general, I think is really key and, and not, and not like not acting like a, like your average PT, I guess too. I, I try to not go down that route of like saying, oh, then you should just stop working. You should just stop that movement. You know, it's yeah. <laughs> like that, that's, that gets the conversation down more the negative side of things where you're now you're pushing the person away when mm -hmm. in reality, like you want to do the complete opposite. You want to help them. So um, yeah. the route that I normally take with them. I think that's really important. Um, you know, I think especially working with like an athletic population or just people who want to stay active. I think that like a lot of, my patients have told me, you know, like the advice that they've gotten before is like, stop, rest, like, don't do it anymore, you know, but like, that's not something that is going to be like very helpful to a patient long term with their health. And so it's a lot more about, you know, when we have the opportunity to go out on our own and create our own kind of like clinic environment and culture and way that we treat people. Um, we're, you know, getting rid of this whole, like, don't do it anymore, kind of like concept theme that we go with in the past. And it's a lot more about like helping a patient with, okay, so like pull-ups are not working this week, but what can we do? What are you able to do so that you can keep moving forward and get back to doing the thing that you want to do? Um, you know, and I think it's like, it's kind of sad that that's not really like the, the idea that's like held in a regular clinic, but I mean, that's part of the reason why we go off and do our own thing too. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it's when I, when I hear stories like that of, Oh yeah, you know, I was told to just stop. I'm like, you know, if we think about just, and this is breaking it down to like 
back in PT school where we talk about the effects of immobilization. Um, I mean, if you look at the pros and cons of moving versus not moving, I rarely tell patients or, or anyone to, to stop moving. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, if you can't move that joint, let's move the, the joint adjacent to that. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we should know, uh, regardless of our, um, you know, our specialty that movement is, is so key. So there's always ways you can modify it. I think it's, it's, I tell myself, you know, I tell myself, I'm like, Jose, don't be lazy. Think about something like that. <laughs> There's always going to be something like think hard, think about it. You can't, it, the easy route is to say, yeah, just stop moving. But when you really think about it, like I tell myself, like, there's always going to be a solution. You just have to think hard about it and really mm-hmm. do it to help this person because they need help. They don't know what to do. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, and that kind of leads me to like our next question. One thing that I like to ask people about, like with regards to their business is, you know, like what struggles or challenges have you gone through and how did you overcome them? And like, I know one really big, like barrier, um, you know, mindset wise that a lot of like new practice owners have is like, well, I don't have enough experience and I have really like low self-confidence clinically in working with people. Um, was that ever like a problem for you getting started with your business? And if so, oh, like, yeah. <laughs> how oh, did you deal sure. with that? And what yeah. advice do you have on that? For sure. No, I, I mean, it's when you're like, I, th- I just think about like when I got out of school, um, you know, I think I had, I think I had a, a lot of confidence, but you know, when coming out, getting your doctorate, I think there's that potential. There's that for me, there was like this false sense of confidence. It's like, okay, I, I, I have my doctorate. Now I know everything, you know, and, and, <laughs> and then you get into it and you're like, oh, like I, that's not what we learned, you know? And so I think in starting and starting this side business, working on this specialty, uh, fitness athletes, um, there definitely was some confidence, uh, issues that I had. I was like, okay, like I want to help with this population. You know, I kept questioning myself, like, do I have the training for it? You know, do I really know this population? Well, do I know them well enough to help them? Do I know the lingo? Do I know the language? Cause you know, in, in, for example, in CrossFit, I mean, there's, there's, uh, terminology, you know, exercises, movements that they aren't what you would hear in like a normal gym, you know, going Mm -hmm. to LA fitness or 25, you wouldn't hear these kinds of movements. Um, and so I I think that was like getting to, and I think what helped it was just getting into the gym and actually learning and being a part of the culture and understanding, you know, what things feel like. And, you know, I always preach just to, um, you know, I have a, I have a student right now and, and I preach to him just how, at least in my opinion, the best way to learn is, is to get involved in that exercise that you're giving someone, you know, all the stuff that I give my, my, my clients I've done, like I've done the movements. I know what it feels like. I know more or less just how I can verbalize how they should be doing it because I've done it. Mm -hmm. Um, So that really helped improve my confidence starting out is, just getting ingrained with it, you know, picking some of the coaches brains in the CrossFit gym, you know, it's, that has been really helpful too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think just from a comp, another, another aspect of the confidence part is like, you know, how do I approach someone who has, you hear them like they're right next to you, like, Oh, my shoulder's hurting or I have to modify. <laughs> but, 
just just being being okay with having a conversation i think not overthinking it you know i i overthink it a ton and i and i'm guilty of it and i have to tell myself like jose just relax it's really not that big of a deal <laughs> just talk to them as a person you know so i i always approach i approach it that way like hey i overheard you saying you had some pain here like you know um yeah i've i've dealt with this kind of pain you know how, how like what have you done to help out with it mm -hmm. um and if they don't know who I am, like, I'll try to introduce myself as, you know, Jose, I don't, I don't really say, oh, I'm a PT, like, tell me what's going on. I say, hey, I'm Jose, nice to meet you. Um, how long have you been doing CrossFit for, you know, just starting off with that, like, talking to people just like you would, you know, a person off, you know, off the street or on the street is it's that simple. Um, so I think it was more like an internal, internal mental barrier that I was uh, putting on myself that, um, drop my confidence to start, but it's now really ramped up because, you know, I just tell myself, just talk to him as a person and then see how that conversation goes. And then, you know, go from there. Yeah, absolutely. I think you bring up a really good point that like, we'll get really in our heads about it. Like, oh my God, what are they going to think? Like, am I going to sound like an idiot if I like say something? Um, you know, but like one thing that I really like to remember, uh, you know, especially with this population who like does not look for help, um, you know, unless like they are on crutches, you know, yeah. um, a, a lot of people, even outside of like the, the athlete population, they will not take it upon themselves to ask for help. You know, like people don't want to be viewed as being weak. They don't want to be a burden on people. Um, they think they don't have time. Um, they don't know where to look for help, how to look for help. And so like by you taking the opportunity to step in and just say like, Hey, I'm Morgan. I, you know, I overheard you, like you said, saying, you know, um, your shoulder's been bothering you. And I noticed you've stopped doing pull-ups this week in the workouts. Um, you know, do you want some help? I, like, I can help with this. Um, offering that opportunity and opening the door and giving somebody the chance to get the help that they need. It just, it's so easy and convenient and friendly and like right there and readily available that you're actually doing more of a service for your community and everything by offering the help, even though you'll probably be like sweating through your shirt and your heart will be being so fast, um, you know, like you're going to end up helping that person a lot more than if you had stayed quiet about it. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think, um, it's just, just going back to the basics. Like, I mean, you know, just, just have a conversation with someone. I mean, it's so easy to, to, uh, to walk away from that, but if you're really wanting to help this population, like you have to, you have to take that, that one step forward and just, just start the conversation and, you know, come at it from a view viewpoint of like, you just want to help this person. Mm -hmm. It's not if, if you, I, what I've learned just for me personally, you know, if I go in with that approach, having that conversation is a lot easier <clears throat> versus if I go in and I'm like, well, I need to convert this person into a client. Like right now, like when you go mm -hmm. with that mentality, I mean, for me, you know, the, the conversation in my head is way different and that may come off to that person is like, okay, now you're being really pushy. Now you're, you're doing it more for, for yourself, not for, for me. So I just tell myself that like, Hey, you know, you're going in with the intentions of like, you want to, you want to be a resource for this person. You want to help them out. You want to help them get better so they can 
do their full class without pain. And, and I think just taking that approach is for me, it's been, it's been great because it's opened up doors to conversations, relationships, and, um, it's a very, uh, non-aggressive way to, to start that networking process. And then you, once you're in, then that's when you start to, you know, you can change the, the conversation a bit more and direct it more towards, Hey, like now this is what I do. You know, this is what I can help you with. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what, that's, what's helped me, you know, at, at least just with, with uh, my services. Awesome. Cool. And that leads us to our next question is, you know, uh, number one thing I think I get from people that prevents them from starting their business is they don't know where they're going to get clients from. And like that fear of never finding any clients or patients like holds a lot of people back from taking action, even if they haven't even like set anything up, like they're more worried about not finding patients and then they just don't even try. So where have you found patients? I mean, it kind of goes back to what I said, like if you want to help a specific population, Mm -hmm. which I think is really key. I mean, I think as a PT, if you try to tell yourself or with your business, try to help everyone, I mean, good luck. Your head's going to be spinning like crazy. But if (laughs) if you really focus on just one population, I think one of the best things you can do, um, to get to get patients, you know, from that population is you have to live it, you know, like with, with what I, with my specialty, you know, fitness athletes, weight, uh, weightlifting athletes, I mean, being a part of that CrossFit gym that I go to and, um, you know, doing the workouts, doing the exercises, going there consistently, you know, four times a week, um, and not just doing the workouts, but like talking to people. I mean, I think just getting, wherever whatever population you want to help get to know them better get to know what they really like what they don't like what they've had before what's the the mental approach that they have towards whatever they want to get back to you know whether it's like i don't know swimmers or soccer players like you know i'm a soccer player like i can you know i'm a former soccer player i i i know the mental approach for that but also being in crossfit like that's helped me with the mental approach and knowing what that population um, really wants, you know, how, how they act. So I think the best thing, you know, if you're trying to figure out how do I, how am I going to get clients um, with that population I want to serve, it's like find ways to get fully involved in what that population does. Um, that way you can learn the verbiage, the terminology, just all that stuff. I mean, once you figure that out, once you get, once you get into the, the mindset that they have, that they, you know, live day by day, then it's going to be a lot easier to start conversations and you're going to know how to approach that, that type of population or those people. Yeah, absolutely. And like, um, your audience is going to know, like, and trust you a lot faster if, like, you know, they know that, you know, like what a snatch is or what somebody means when they say like do five fast singles instead of a set of five, you know, um, which I always think is the funniest thing whenever somebody just like decides to break stuff up into singles because yeah. it's too much. No, <laughs> um, it, it's funny that you went, I mean, yeah, just like, you know, I have, I have a student right now and, and, uh, we had, we had, a. um, a CrossFit athlete come in, uh, to the clinic and, um, they were talking about, you know, Hey, like I'm having a tough time with kipping pull-ups. 
you know, I'm having an issue with uh, power cleans and like, and I could see it in my student, my, you know, my student was kind of like, what, like, what's, what's a kipping pull up? Like, so, I mean, just, just if that patient sees that you don't know that, yeah, that sets the tone. And so it's, you know, if you want to help that population, if, if you understand their terminology, the verbiage mm -hmm. <clears throat> that already, I think gets you at least 50% advantage on, you know, whatever it is you're trying to help them with. Cause you, that, cause they'll see that you get them, you understand them. Um, yeah. and that's really, really key. It's, you know, finding out just, uh, what your, uh, what, what the avatar is, you know, for your population, like you have to know what they like, what they don't like, how they speak, all that stuff. And then once you figure that out, um, or at least get close to figuring it out, you'll have that advantage, uh, when you have that conversation with them. Yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. I think that's really, you know, good advice. It's about building relationships. And, you know, if you get involved in the community, you know, it's going to make you a lot happier by having like the social interaction and everything. It's going to make your health better. Um, but then it's like one of the quickest way to find patients because people trust you, you know, so that's awesome. Um, and let's see. So if you had to go back and give like a number one piece of advice to younger Jose before you started your business and like younger Jose was like, mm, I don't know whether I should start or not. I don't know how, if you had to go back and give like one huge piece of advice to him, what would you say? I mean, I think so uh, looking back um, just on where I was mentally and wanting to start this, I think it, what it boils down to is like, you just have to know what, like why you're doing this. Like, wh why do you want to do this? Are, do you want to do this because you're trying to build your income, you know, a second income or whatever? Like, do you want to do it because you truly just love helping this population? Mm -hmm. For me, the biggest, the biggest struggle back, you know, when I was first thinking about doing this was like, I didn't really know why I wanted to do it. I was like, well, this seems cool. Like, let's, you know, let's try it. But as I was, as I was trying to figure out business structures and how I was going to get clients, like I kept going in and out of certain reasons as to why I was doing it. And so mm -hmm. I really understand like before you start everything, you know, write down on a piece of paper, like, why do you want to do this? Like, why do you really want to start this, this side business or full-time business? Mm -hmm. um, why do you want to go out on your own? Why do you want to do cash base? Why do you want to do one-to-one -one treatment? Like figuring out like all those, all those aspects, because I also go back to this too, is like, what if someone were to ask you, like, why did you start your business? And you don't know how to answer that question with confidence, then, I mean, that sets up the conversation for that. But it's like, I always tell myself, if someone were to ask me, you know, like, why do you do one-to-one -one sessions? Why do you do cash base? If you don't know that answer, then, I mean, then you don't really know what your business is about then. And I think yeah. it's really key to understand like why, you know, why go back before you even start this and, and ask yourself, why am I, why do I want to do this? Um, and I think that for me has really helped over the, you know, over the past um, couple months, years, just in, in doing this, like I always go back to that why, and that really helps to fuel me. Um, mm -hmm. when I start to grow. So that's one thing I would really tell myself back then is figure out like why you want to do this and you know, <laughs> learn about the why and all the aspects too, because I mean, 
someone can ask you. And if you don't know the answer, I mean, then you're that <laughs> kind of like internally, you know, you kind of ask yourself like, oh, shoot, like, I don't even know why I'm doing it. You know, maybe I should figure that out first mm -hmm. uh, before I do it. So, yeah, no, I think that's great. I think that's a really good point to come up with, because like if you're able to identify the whys, you know, behind why you want to start your own practice, both mm -hmm. like professionally and personally and everything, it like sets the tone for choosing values that are important to you and your company. And then like all of your like outreach, whether it's on social media or in your interactions with people or the way that you treat patients, it attracts people who have similar values to you. And then it makes like the experience for everybody like that much more pleasurable because everybody's kind of on the same page. And even though, you know, on your end as the, the therapist and the professional, you might be saying like, oh, I want one-to-one -one sessions because I know outcomes wise, I can get results faster for patients. They're going to get like a lot more effective treatment, blah, 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 blah. Um, you know, that like one-to-one -one quality time is a value that you have for that reason. But then on the flip side for the patient, they want that one-on-one -on -one quality time because they just need somebody to listen to them like once a week. You know, like they don't have anybody to talk to, um, you know, and that's just something that they have really been like wanting for a long time. And so like that's why they value it is because they just need somebody in their corner. But when those values like come together and match up, you know, that's when you find like patients that you'll be working with for a long time. Um, you know, like I've had a couple this year where like, like traditionally speaking, you know, they don't like medically necessary need any more PT, but they want to stick around because they like hanging out, you know, which is great. And like, that's what ends up making like our work, I think, like worth it and enjoyable and you sleep well at night <laughs> based on all of that. No, I, I really loved how you said values. I mean, that, that is like probably the key take home point in all this is, I mean, you know, it, it whatever values you have as a as a person not not just like pt as a person mm -hmm. that will transfer into the pt part you know like most people you know hopefully all people that got into pt you know they got them because they want to help people so that's like i mean just wanting to help people should be the the number one reason as to why you want to help out a specific population you know mm -hmm. and the rest is like icing on the cake but I really like the use of the values part, you know, that that's really, really key is, you know, just depending on, on your values, you know, yeah, like I, I can totally see how it's going to attract um, a, a specific kind of person that will see the value in what you have to offer mm -hmm. uh, based off of how you are as a person, you know, so that's really key. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So like, I think in the end, just trust yourself you know, trust that you're amazing and awesome and that the right people are going to come. You just have to kind of like provide the opportunities for them to come and work with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. Um, so let's see. So last thing, um, self promo time, how can we best support you? Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, just, one of the, one of the key things that I've been trying to figure out too, with, with what, with how I want to approach um marketing and all that stuff i think you know as as a in specializing with fitness athletes you know if, if there are um you know patients that come up and let's say if, if 
you know, as a PT for like, I have no idea what to do with this athlete who's a barbell athlete, CrossFit athlete. I mean, I, I love getting referrals, you know, helping that population and just understanding too, like that, that's my specialty there. And, and, you know, I, I know my, my limits too. So like, in other words, if I'm, if I'm having someone who, and I've had this before, they're, they're not a CrossFit athlete. They're not a, um, barbell athlete they may not be uh within my specialty you know understanding my limits too so i mean the, the best thing to to just help my business out is you know if you have anyone who's interested in um uh seeking out help and you know they're crossfit athletes um barbell athletes someone who's pretty you know higher level functioning uh goes to the gym uh you know very often just like a fitness fanatic i love helping that population um, if, if you're struggling with figuring out, you know, more or less how to help them, um, you know, send them over to me. I mean, I, I, that's, that's what I do. I love helping that, that population out. And, um, you know, it's, it's something where with, uh, the, when we talked about this earlier, just someone is maybe struggling with more, more or less like, okay, do I really need PT for this or not? Um, that's why I set up those virtual lifting, virtual movement assessments. Um, it's a really simple thing. It's, it's really not that expensive. Um, I set the, the price pretty, pretty fair, um, just to, to get that foot in the door and, and, and have that, that client, uh, submit their video, you know, I can send over the recording, um, and give them stuff right away to try to help out with that movement. If it doesn't turn out well, obviously there's another conversation we have about looking, okay, maybe it's fitness coaching. Is it more virtual physical therapy and going that route too? So, yeah, awesome. Well, cool. And if somebody does have a referral for you, how can they contact you? Yeah, so I have my website, um, www.kinesiohq.com, and um, I can post it somewhere. I don't know. You're Morgan. You're probably way better at this posting stuff. Than <laughs> I um, think it's it's in the description of this video too. Okay. Cool. Um, but uh, yeah, so you can um, have them check out my website if they're interested in learning more about what I can do, what, what I've been doing to help people. Um, we have testimonials on there. It has descriptions of all the services that we provide. Um, another way too is, I mean, they can just email me directly um, and I can, I can provide my email uh, just on this, on this video uh, as, a, as a link um, if needed. Um, and then I can also give out my, my business phone number as well. Um, just have them, you know, directly contact me. I mean, I, I love just doing that direct one-on-one -on -one, uh, uh, contact with with anyone. You know, just to again start off with a conversation, see if it's see if I'm the right fit for that person. You know, because I, mm -hmm. I want to make sure that's really key too. Is I want to make sure that they that I can really help them too. Um, but yeah, that that'll be probably the, the the quickest, most direct way to get a hold of me. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you so much for being here, Jose. This has all been awesome. A lot of like really good mindset stuff, you know, that I know is so important for a lot of people. We talk about a lot of strategy here, but you know, sometimes you're the only one that's holding yourself back. So thank you so much for sharing your story and thank you so much for your time. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me, Morgan. Yeah. And thanks absolutely. for the coffee cup too. So <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> 
Cool. So you guys, uh, everybody watching, thank you so much for being here. Um, you know, whether you're watching live replay or we just started putting these out on a podcast, which is exciting. Um, you know, let either myself or Jose know if you're interested in doing something like this, both of us are like more than happy to help point you in the right direction. Um, I think we're both on the same page and it's fair to say that like everybody should do this <laughs> like, in some kind of capacity. Um, so yeah, yeah, just reach out and let us know if you need anything, but otherwise we will see you on the next one. All right, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. As always, I am honored to be a part of this community and it is my hope that by spreading the stories of clinicians just like you who wanted something more and went after it, it will inspire you to create the life and career that you dream of and that you worked so hard for. If this sounds like you and you're ready to get your business off the ground, please find me on Facebook in the Cash-Based Healthcare Entrepreneurs Group or on my website at morganmeese.com. I would love to speak with you. And you can also find me on Instagram at drmorganmeese. So who do you want to hear from next? Or would you like to be featured on this series? Please email me at morgan at I'll talk to you guys soon.